And welcome back. This is Amy Carlson, the Toxin Terminator. Boy, have we got a fun, fun podcast. How can you take almost near death and really make this into a laughable situation? Well, that's the personality of my guest, Jay Hawk. He is a retired DJ, and you're going to catch that as soon as he starts talking. He suffered from a stroke, and not just one, but uh, but two of them. And after that, he really started having some severe health issues that landed him into an ICU unit where he was not sure that he's going to make it out or not. Um, you know, and it was during that time that he really did some talking with God and found out God's not done with him yet. And you're going to want to hear what he has to say about that story. But he found some natural uh, ways to help support his body and his immune system. And he's going to talk to you about that. He's going to share with you how he really thought it was kind of a hippie voodoo thing. But his results have been absolutely amazing. So you're going to want to stay to the end. And listen to um, how he has treated himself on a regular basis and how you can connect with Jay. Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Toxin Terminator. This is Amy Carlson. I am so glad you guys are tuning in each and every week to some really amazing stories. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button down below. And I'd love to hear what you have to think. Give me a review. Uh, a written review is fantastic. I read each and every one of those, and I will respond back to you. Now, this week, we have got a gentleman who who is a retired DJ, I just learned. His name is Jay Hawk, and please welcome Jay to our show. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It's really a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Now, Jay has got one fantastic story. Of course, we're always sharing stories of overcoming, aren't we? Um, we want to talk about where life was, what happened to us, and, and where life is now. And of course, it's the Toxin Terminator, so we're going to talk about what nasty things we got out of our life. So, Jay, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit uh, feedback of where we were and what point of time were we there? Well, uh, we're going to turn back the clock to 2012. I was relatively healthy. I mean, a little overweight. Well, more than a little, but still uh, relatively healthy. As, as I'm fond of saying, my doctor said I was as strong as an ox and almost as intelligent. <laughs> but <laughs> then it. in November of 2012, I had just out of nowhere a stroke. And it, it, it clicked. And I went down for the count, lost part of my speech, my right side and left side. I mean, just couldn't get my body to coordinate after that. But I started to come back. Okay. And a month after that, I had a second stroke. Wow, that's scary. They had put me on uh, blood thinners 
after the first one, but that wasn't doing it. So I ended up having the second stroke. After that, um, they determined that I had atrial fibrillation, commonly called AFib. Okay, now talk to us about these, you know, big medical terminology here. Let's make sure we understand what that is. Is that kind of that your heart is out of rhythm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like listening to an elementary school band. It, you know, it's, <laughs> everyone's got their own beat that they're following. And um, it, it's just an irregular heartbeat, really. Okay. All right. And there's, there's like an extra hiccup every now and then. Um, and luckily... Mine could be controlled with the blood thinners. So once they got the right combination, once they got the right blood thinners for me, I've been doing fine. However, after that, my health just seemed to take a sharp decline. I would get sick quite often. Um, My energy level was down. and, And I originally thought it was just the recovery from the strokes. Sure. But then in 2013, in May, late May, um, I started to feel really shaky, clammy, uh, something I really hadn't felt before. Then uh, I was diagnosed with pneumonia, but mm. not just pneumonia, because that part I've recognized. I've had pneumonia before. When I got into the hospital, they also said, oh, you've got severe sepsis. Now, severe sepsis is, it's, if you don't know what sepsis is, it's where the body is pretty much poisoning itself. Ew. Because there's an infection in your body and it's spreading through your entire system. So they gave me this antibiotic cocktail. I mean, they reacted right away. And uh-huh. they, they did at the hospital. They, they got the IV in. They got the bag ready. You know, it was all set up. I was laying there in bed, just kind of out of it. A fever of like 104 plus and really not, not doing well. They got the IV in, they got the infection knocked down after several days. I was clear to go. Okay. I thought, great, wonderful. Now, after that, my wife's cousin, we live in Oregon, and Vicki, if, if anyone knows Vicki, she's a wonderful person. She lives in Iowa. Okay. And Vicki sent us a note saying, hey, I understand your husband was really sick. Would you like to try these wonderful essential oils that I use? <laughs> Boy, did we have a laugh at that. We were, <laughs> right, what kind of voodoo are you trying to pawn off on us? <laughs> and, and it just, you know, to, to us, it just, it didn't make sense. Right. Like, okay, plant juice, what, that's not going to help this. Well, and we, we kindly uh, declined the offer. Uh, behind her back, we were laughing like crazy, but you know, to her face, it's, oh, no, no, they got it. Thank you very much. Then a month and a half later, I'm back in the hospital. Same symptoms, same situation. Severe sepsis has reared its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. So they've got me in the hospital. They give me the antibiotic cocktail, you know, three or four days, I'm out again. And the problem with sepsis, severe sepsis, is it takes a long time to recover. It's not one of those click. It's, you know, you're better. Right. Um, it, it takes several months for your body to kind of get back into the swing of things. Now, with severe sepsis, there is actually organ and tissue damage associated with it. So my kidneys were damaged. My liver was damaged. Uh, you know, for all I know, my spleen isn't, you know, all that. Um, but, I mean, it, it was just one thing after another, and I kept 
getting sick. I could not stay healthy. I, I, I would get a cold just at the drop of a hat. You know, the, the neighbor's kid would sneeze. And even though I was in my house, I'd still get pneumonia. <laughs> it was that bad. Sure. Um, not to the point where we're wearing a face mask or anything, but it really got to the point where it was, it was distracting because I couldn't go out all that much. I didn't feel like going out. Uh, I'd go to work and I'd, I'd have that can of Lysol, right? You know, I'd spray everything <laughs> down. And of course, being in radio at the time, um, when you're talking into the same microphone that five other people are talking into, you know that there are some, you know, some yickies on that. So it was, it was just a constant barrage of not feeling well, going into the doctor, going into urgent care, going into the hospital over and over and over again. And Vicki, once again, she popped up and said, Hey, would you like to try the oils? Mm -hmm. And again, we said, no, no, they got it this time. This is just, this is expected. You know, my body's supposed to be recovering. It's just, it's a slow process. I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, you know, your, your little oils, um, I'm sure they smell nice, but fine. Uh, <laughs> and then as time went on, it was still more of the same going in for MRIs all the time and, and x-rays and stuff to find out what, what was wrong. Uh, in fact, I was on a first name basis with the uh, emergency room crew at the hospital here in Portland. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I went into the MRI department one time. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Haven't seen you in what? Three weeks. Nice to see you again. <laughs> and it, it was funny but hurtful at the same time because it's like, what's going on here? Why can't I stay healthy? Right. Then in 2015, April 1st, April Fool's Day, I was at work, started to feel queasy, started to get sweaty and clammy, and I, I knew what was coming because I'd been through it twice before. I called my boss and said, you got to get in here. You got to cover for me. I have to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. now, on live radio, it's, it's difficult to just, when you're feeling bad, it's difficult to mask that. So as, as I'm trying to finish up the show before my replacement comes in, I could just feel myself slipping away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, mean, I could really feel like, okay, third time's the charm, right? Mm, I, I wonder if I'm going to get out of this, right? get out of this building, much less. So my wife came to pick me up. We went to the hospital. Sure enough, severe sepsis. Mm -hmm. time, it was so bad. They put me directly into ICU. And I was only in the ER for about 10 minutes before they said, nope, you're going here. You're going into the ICU. That's scary. They, they put the EKG stuff on me. They got the IV in. I had another tube here and all kinds of stuff. And they even put in a heart line which is where they go in through a vein in the neck, mm -hmm. a wire down to your heart. And that's to shock it in case it stops. Mm. That scared me. That oh, I... really scared me. So I'm, I'm sitting in the hospital and, and I'm in there for several days and my sons come to visit. And at the time they were in their teens. Okay. And they looked at me and I'm, I'm sitting there just, 
laying in bed with the gown and all these wires and tubes and, you know, you got the bells and whistles all going off. And they looked at me and bless their hearts, they tried to put on a brave face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, deep down, you could kind of tell it was that this is the last time I'm going to see dad. Mm. And for me, it was the same way. I was looking at them saying, you know, in, in my head, not to them, but just in my head, it's like, I'm not going to see these kids grow up. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm not going to see them become the young men I know they can be. And to me, that just, when, when they walked out of the room, I started bawling. Yeah. My wife was right there the whole time. And she, to her credit, um, even after that third bout with severe sepsis, she didn't go out and buy a black dress. Not quite yet. <laughs> I think she had one picked out. She just didn't buy it yet. No, there you go. Oh no. But but nonetheless, the the antibiotics they did the, their job. They mm-hmm. out the infection. It was really bad. So it was you know a couple extra days in the hospital. But they they got the infection. Mm-hmm. And then when when Lori and I got home, she kind of said, you know. I think we need to contact Vicky about those oils. Wow. And, you know, when, when the doctor tells you after your third bout of severe sepsis that you're playing Russian roulette here, one of these times it's going to kill you. That is very sobering to hear. What solution were they offering? I mean, you know, here you've got a doctor saying to you, you're playing Russian roulette, right? Mm -hmm. And so is he offering you a solution? No, that's just it. There was no solution. And it it seemed like a a predestined conclusion in in their book that, yeah, one of these times he's going to come in here and he's not coming out. Hmm. That really is how it felt. Yeah. That's why Lori and I, we got together and we just said, okay, we're at the end of our rope. Um, You know, there's, there's nothing else. We've tried this. We've tried that. You know, we've, we've done this therapy. We've done that kind of therapy. We've done everything they've told us to do. The interesting thing is they never gave us any prescriptions during my recovery from severe sepsis. There isn't really anything to, to prescribe for that. Right. Right. You know, you've got to let the body heal itself and prescriptions don't do that. So no, no, hey, maybe you might want to check out and visit with our nutritionist and maybe you might want it. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. It was, it was just like going, okay, see you next time. You know, <sighs> just give me the little punch card, you know, with, with five hospital visits, you get the sixth one free, whatever. And <laughs> You know, when we were talking before we, we uh, started recording, I had shared with you a personal, you know, about my brother, you know, his immune system didn't work either. Um, you know, he lost his battle, but, um, gosh, now I forgot what I was <laughs> going to say. Um, oh, his doctor used to call him Lazarus. You know, he said, Jim, you're Lazarus. I don't know how you survive through the, you know, the stuff that you, you do. But again, it was very much the same thing. We get you healthy and then we just wait for the next bout to mm-hmm. come upon you. Exactly. And with severe sepsis, the survival rate for severe sepsis is right around 15 to 20%. Mm. And it's, the more you have it, 
the lower that number goes. Sure. Sure. I I think that's one reason why the doctor said you're playing Russian roulette. You know, the more you do this, the higher chance is you're not going to get out of here except in a body bag. Right. Right. You know, I had a designer toe tag all picked out. I was ready. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But, But we decided let's try the oils. Let's try Vicky's hippie oils. Okay. And Vicky sent us a bottle of Thieves, a five or 15 milliliter bottle of Thieves essential oil blend from Young Living. Okay. As well as some samples of Ninja Red, that proprietary beverage that is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, tastes great. And I started using that. Okay. I, I would put the thieves on the bottom of my feet. And the whole time I was doing that, and you know, my wife was doing it for me because I was still kind of incapacitated and couldn't really do a whole lot during recovery. Uh, you know, she'd put the stuff on and it's like I'd, I'd be sniffing the air going, it's uh, okay, I know it's May, but it smells like apple cider in here. <laughs> but you, you get used to it. And she's putting it on the Vitaflex points on my feet. I had no idea what a Vitaflex point was. Right. I I thought Vitaflex was like one of those, uh, you know, fly by night uh, uh, workout machines, (laughs) night TV when you're watching at two in the morning. Hey, sign up for the Vitaflex. And (laughs) I have to admit it worked. Mm -hmm. Worked after about two Two, two and a half weeks, two to two and a half weeks of using the Ningxia and the Thieves blend, I went into an immunologist and they did a blood test and they said, okay, your levels are really low. Your gamma globulin levels and your immunoglobulin levels are really, really low. Okay. But for, for me to be as sick as I was, they said that those levels had to have been lower. Because like they've got all these these scales that they mm-hmm. raise these things on, and I have I'm not a medical person. I don't know. You would think with the number of times that I've talked to doctors, I'd pick something up, but no. <laughs> um, they they said, okay, you're at level four, and the acceptable levels are levels four through two hundred seventeen. But you're at level four. For you to be as sick as you was, you had to have been at level three or lower. Okay. This is improving. What have you been doing? Did they give you anything? No, they didn't give me anything at the hospital. They didn't assign any kind of prescription to me. And I told the immunologist that I've been using this oil that has cinnamon bark and clove and lemon and rosemary and eucalyptus in it. And I've been drinking this this beverage, this red juice made out of wolfberries. And, and he just, he looked at me and kind of, shook his head and said, okay, well, whatever works, keep doing it. So I have been. Isn't that, you know, we talked, we talked about this before. It's like, and we can come back to it because I know your story is not done yet, but um, I'm always amazed that they, they see something working for somebody and they're Mm -hmm. not more inclined to find out more information on it. Yeah. Now, to this doctor's credit, he was probably about 80 years old and should have retired maybe five years previous. But at least he didn't say, that's fake. You're being taken. That's true. He that's just said, true. Whatever works. 
There you go. And I took that as a sign of, okay, maybe he's just really tired and didn't want to fight me off. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or he may think, well, okay, this didn't work. This is. Let's go with that. So, you know, to his credit, that kind of started my my philosophy of dealing with physicians and, and doctors and stuff about not being shy about telling them this is what I used. Right. At the medical records, you've got all the transcripts. You know what they've been giving me and what they haven't been giving me. Here's what I'm doing that is not of the medical world. And this is what's working for me. Right. And even my, my personal physician now, my, my primary care doctor, when I used to see him about every three weeks, now I see him once a year for a checkup and he just, he looks at me and says, well, you know, you're, you're back to being as healthy as an ox and maybe more intelligent now, but I don't know because I've learned so much more right. about essential oils. And during that time, after I started using Ningxia and Thebes, we became so passionate about natural wellness because we saw what it did for me. Right. I stopped going into the doctor. I stopped going into urgent care and to the emergency room. And it felt great. Mm-hmm. The doctors and the hospitals, to their credit, yes, they knocked out the infection of the severe sepsis. They knocked out what could have killed me. And by rights, should have killed me. Right. But they didn't go further. They didn't go the the next step to go for the root cause, which was a very damaged immune system. They didn't do anything for that. So now this was back in um, 2015. Am I correct? Yeah, 2015 was the last time I was hospitalized. And that's so I've, I've had four and a half years of wonderful health. Um, I'm doing things that I didn't think I could do before. I mean, that there were times when, when I was incapacitated by illness mm-hmm. um, after, the, after the first two bouts of sepsis, before the third one struck, I couldn't go out and mow the lawn. Right. Barely go upstairs. And and the sad part is, is my wife and I had just moved into a new house. And thank goodness we had the foresight to put a master bedroom on the main floor because I wasn't able to take stairs all that well. Mm. So it, it got to the point where it's like, is this going to be my life? Right. Because this really isn't much of a life. Um, You know, I want to be a grandfather someday, Um, you know, and with that, I want to be the kind of grandfather that lifts the kid up and, you know, plays with them and, and all that stuff. I don't want to be the grandfather that's just sitting in the chair watching everyone else have fun. Right. I want to be a participant in life. Because of the oils and because of what, what Young Living's products have done for me and kicked the toxins to the curb. And still to this day, the only prescription I'm on is the blood thinner. That's atrial fibrillation. That's amazing. Now, and I, I mean, you, you, you can't help but feel to get, you know, to know that God's not done with you yet. You know, there, you have nope. a purpose, you know, here and, you know, to go from sitting in a hospital room, looking at your sons 
wondering if this is the last time you're going to see them to mm-hmm. being active and engaged and, and 100% healthy is, I, I just think is, is a testament to, you know, what God has created for us. You know, it, it's funny you should mention the, the phrase, God's not finished with me yet. God's not done with me yet. Because that third time I was in the hospital with the tubes and the wire and the heart, you know, the, the wire down to the heart and stuff. I was, I wasn't bargaining with God, mind you, but I was, I was in negotiations. (laughs) Sure. Sure. And it's like, you know, please watch out for my kids. I love them so much. You know, my daughter and my two sons, please look after them. Please look after my wife. And I got this overwhelming feeling of no, not your time Mm. with you yet. That's, that's the exact words. I'm not finished with you yet. That's kind of what I felt on my heart. And this is coming from someone who, when, when I came down with severe sepsis for the third time, that, that time in, in April, and I was, I was just laying, laying down and it's like, I am, I know I'm going to die. I could have sworn that I saw my father who had passed away in 1996 and my grandmother, who had passed away in 1981, you know, I, I could swear that I saw them. And my wife said, no, no, it had to be a hallucination. It was high fever and all that. You were just hallucinating. But with, with things that I believe I saw, now I'm not saying that it was real. I'm not saying it was a hallucination. I think it might be somewhere in between. <laughs> But I, I felt that there were those around me that I was being lifted up and supported. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, again, no, I'm not finished with you yet. You still have work to do. You know, um, when my brother was in the hospital and, you know, I shared with you, it was a regular, regular occurrence. And there were many times where. Um, we were told this is his last time, you know, he's not getting out this time. And, and um, when he would improve, he, he, he and I spent the most time together and, and he'd always look at me and he'd say, I was really bad this time, wasn't I? And I'd say, yeah, you were. I said, well, you know, well, after our, I knew what was coming and he'd say, mom was here. And we lost our mom when we were just children. And, and so you sharing that your loved ones were around you, I believe that 100%. Um, you know, I just heard it from my brother so many times that, you know, our mom was there watching him and taking care of him uh, and, and lifting him, whatever it was that she was doing, but she was there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's incredible. It's, it's an amazing feeling. And I have goosebumps. I, I wish that other people could experience that, but not in the way that I had to go through it. Oh, gosh, no. And right. I mean, I, I wouldn't wish ill health on anyone, but right. it's like so many people don't understand and honestly can't accept that there are other options out there and other things happen. And um, unless they experience it for themselves, they won't know. Right. They don't want to hear it from someone else. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I was probably the biggest skeptic on essential oils that there ever was because it's like, ah, no, you're not going to squeeze a plant 
rub something on me and, and I'm going to feel great. That's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Guess what? It does. I know. <laughs> since, since my recovery from that last bout in 2015, no hospitalizations, no urgent cares, only checkups at the doctor. That in itself, we consider to be a miracle. Oh. And, and that's why when, when I feel that God had said, I'm not finished with you yet. My purpose is to let people know mm-hmm. there are options that yes, medical science has done some wonderful things. Yes. You look at prescriptions and stuff. Where did they get that information for prescriptions? They got those from folk remedies. Right. Aspirin is based off of willow bark, mm-hmm. but you can patent aspirin. Right. You can't patent willow bark. You can't put a patent label on nature. Right. And that's why the medical community can't really get behind it. Although I do see some turning. I do see some doctors who are opening their eyes a little bit and, and not saying, don't do that. You know, you can't do that. It's, it's bad for you. No, they're actually saying whatever works. I See, I would love so much if we could get to a world where we realized it's 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 like a three prong approach and I'm there's probably more prongs than three but you know that I think there are things that happen in in our world that we do need medical intervention for I I am not anti medicine but can they work with you know eating the right foods you know getting rid of the hidden toxins in your home it, you know as well as I do that there's a lot of things in our homes that are making us sick. Um, and then can we work with some natural remedies that are going to boost our immune systems or help the kidneys or help the livers or help the lungs or whatever function we need? You know, I would love to live long enough to see a day where that is all intertwined, that we're going to look at you know, let's medicate to treat the immediate need here, but then let's look at how we can fix the root cause. I'd love to see that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I am so thankful for Western medicine because they had that antibiotic cocktail ready to go. Right. You know, they plugged it in and it knocked out the sepsis infection. Now I could have spread a whole bottle of eucalyptus oil on my chest. I don't think that would have done it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that would have knocked out the sepsis. Although I am a strong believer in the power of essential oils, I know that there are limitations to things. There are limitations to Western medicine as well. Mm-hmm. As, as we've said, yes, they, they knocked out the problem, but they didn't get to the root cause. Right. These oils, they're with, with no toxins, no, no synthetics, no chemicals, no, no poisons whatsoever, that's the stuff that we need to use to rebuild every system of our body. Right. If you need Western medicine, go, you know, right. talk to your doctor. It's okay. Right. You can live in both worlds. The key is you live. Right. I've almost been to the other side a couple of times. I'm not ready. Right. So that's why I, I do a balance. I use a lot of oils as preventative and then if something does happen, yes, I'll go to the doctor. Yep. Now talk to us because, you know, you had sepsis three times, is that right? Mm-hmm. Three times. So, 
and you talk about sepsis starts causing damage to the organs. Um, You know, we know that the kidneys and the liver are a huge part of removing toxins from our body. Um, And if we're on those heavy, heavy duty antibiotics, that's causing some issues for our bodies as well. So can you talk to us about maybe, you know, you talked about using the thieves and the Ninksha Red to boost the immune system and, and help yourself stay healthy. But what have you done to rebuild and support the organs of your body from perhaps damage that might have been done? I, I'm not sure. Well, as, as you said, the, the antibiotics, they come with a price. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, not to the extent of like chemotherapy where the cure can kill you, but antibiotics, they, they don't really discriminate as to what they get rid of. Right. I mean, yeah, they get rid of the infection, but they also can have some long lasting effects on the organs of your body. If you keep using these things, I mean, you're, where you're given these concentrated doses of this highly, well, I don't want to say toxic, but this, this highly antibacterial stuff that goes in your body mm-hmm. is not totally healthy. I mean, yes, it, it takes care of the problem, but it can also cause other problems. So what I do is I have, I've done some research. I've looked at, uh, you know, the uh, essential oil desk reference guide, which is a fantastic source. Um, I've listened to a lot of speakers and I've done my research. I, I don't just take someone's word for it. When someone says, Hey, rub this around your liver and, and you'll be fine. I don't take someone's word for it. I need to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so so I take some oils. I've got, uh, I've got oils that I use on a daily basis. I've got my morning regimen. I've got my evening regimen. And I've got like three bottles that I carry with me at all times, um, which is real fun when I'm at the grocery store. But <laughs> <laughs> because they, you know, I'll, I'll put on some Northern Lights Black Spruce as a cologne because it's not toxic in any way. And, you know, the clerk will say, oh, that's a wonderful aroma you've got on. Is, is that one of ours? And no. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not going to buy that. You no, know, this is black spruce. It's it's all natural. It's oil. Yeah. Oh, we don't sell. Well, we sell oils. Yeah, you do, but. <laughs> well, and just like anything else, you know, um, it, you have to do your research and you have to know, yeah. um, you know, what you're getting into. So, so here we are in 2019. So we're five, <laughs> you know almost five years later, uh, four, four and a half years later, and, and they're giving you a clean bill of health, no internal organ damage or anything right. like that. Awesome. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, no, no further damage. I mean, yeah, there, right. was, there was some done because of the three bouts of severe sepsis. But the thing is, when, when I do blood tests and stuff now, the doctors say, okay, that looks to be improving. This is improving. Now, yeah, it's four and a half years later, and I know it's not going to be an overnight thing. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's not like we're a gecko that can regrow its tail just, you know, in a couple months. I mean, these things take time. So by using, especially Ningxia Red, because it does support every system of the body, um, using that on a daily basis, you know, the recommended, um, the recommended amount is like two ounces a day. Mm-hmm. I do four. Okay. And the reason I do four is because of my health history. I know that first off, I'm a bigger person. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a large person. So, um, you know, being six foot tall and 250 pounds, it's, you know, being confused as a linebacker for the NFL, um, (laughs) who who let himself go poorly, (laughs) like one who has been retired for 10 years and has, you know, has the pot belly and all that. Yeah, that's, that's me. But with, with all that into consideration, I know I'm a larger person and I know my health history. So yeah, I'm going to up that to four ounces a day. Yeah. And I love it. All right. Okay. We're, we're um, getting to a point where we're going to run out of time. So I, I've got a couple of things left that I want to get through. So number one is if people are relating to your story and absolutely want to get in touch with you and learn more, how can they reach you? Um, I am on Facebook and uh, you can reach me there. Uh, we have a page set up called Soaring Hawk Essential Oils Information Station. And that is an educational page that my wife and I run. We do videos there um, every Monday night. Well, I should say the first three Mondays of each month, we do an education video, okay. whether it's you know oils and pets, uh, you know, what's, what's essential rewards all about? What's, um, you know, toxins in your home and, you know, thieves, ninja, you know, we talk about these things that can make a difference in, in people's lives. So there's that. Okay. And if they want to be more personal and don't want to post anything on Facebook, because I know there are shy people out there. It's like, well, I don't want to be seen talking to this oily guy. Um, they can reach me at my email, which is soaring hawk. So soaring hawk h a w k dot e o at comcast dot net. Okay, and our editors will pick that up, and we'll link everything mm-hmm. um, for our episode. And then when you're looking for Jay on Facebook, it's Jay Hawk H A A C K. Yes. So we want to make sure that you are looking for the the correct person, and look for somebody in a Hawaiian shirt. He'll have, <laughs> uh, a, a fun, bright Hawaiian shirt on, right? My reputation precedes me. I hear. <laughs> I think it's actually awesome. that's 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 kind of what I'm being known for now is hey the hawaiian shirt guy yep well and if you um if you want to learn more about essential oils and what they've done for him and you want to connect uh with jay he has got a team that he works with and they're educating them and he's a fantastic leader obviously is very passionate about it so please make sure you're you're connecting with jay he'd love to talk uh with you i'm sure Definitely. Definitely. I like to ask my guest, I've got three questions I like to end with. Um, number one is what, how do I, I, I don't like to use the words that I, I heard. What angers you? I mean, just, is there anything that happens daily over time that just gets you going? Stubbornness. Mm. I'm as guilty as the next person. About okay. But when, when I see a friend who's going through something, um, even if it's something like a head cold, or if I see someone going through, a, a friend of mine going through some emotional trauma, mm-hmm. and I say, hey, can I send you this bottle of oil? Mm-hmm. It's worked for me. It's worked for others. I think it may be able to help you. And when they shut me down, that's probably, that's the closest I get to being angry. My kids will tell you, I don't have a temper. I'm a big teddy bear. 
<laughs> but there are times that Papa Grizzly does raise his ugly head. And it's, it's at times like that when I just mutter to myself and it's like, why can't they see? I don't want them to go through what I had to go through. Why can't they get this? Why can't they be open to this? And then I kick myself because I realize, gosh, I was that way four and a half years ago. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes it just, it takes time to open eyes, but you know, I, I guess that's kind of the, the thing that really, you know, raises the hair on the back of my neck is, is stubbornness. Yep. Stubbornness. Uh, um, I, I agree with you hundred percent. You know, there's a solution and an availability just, you know, they're not there yet. They're just not at that point to receive that. So what breaks your heart? <sighs> um, what breaks my heart? Well, I'm, like I said, I'm a big teddy bear. I am kind of a softy. Um, what breaks my heart is when I see people going through something painful and I feel powerless to help. Mm. That's, um, that's a big one. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, when I can't reach someone, when I can't get through to someone that, you know, hey, I, you know, let me try. Yeah. You know, you're going through something really bad. Let me try to help. Right. It's my heart. Yeah. That I, I hear that. And then um, the last question is what big problem are you trying to solve? Do you, you know, we all have, I feel, I feel God has a purpose for all of us. Okay. So, you know, this kind of li- lines in with what your purpose is, what big, big picture. Well, the, the big problem I'm trying to solve at this moment is to keep my 20 pound Maine Coon cat from crawling on top of me at two in the morning. <laughs> That's that's the big one because that cuts off the respiratory system and everything else. Uh, <laughs> actually, the I think the the biggest problem is communication mm. and and looking at myself, saying, "Am I an effective communicator?" Because I've got this powerful message, and it's funny how all these these three questions are all kind of tying to the same thing. And, and that's my essential oil usage and my willingness to share it. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the biggest problem is looking at myself saying, how can I be an effective communicator? How can I get across to people who turn their nose up at it, who, who look at me and shake their heads and, and just say, oh, he has no idea what he's talking about. You know, too many, too many years of playing Steppenwolf in the headphones at, you know, 10 decibels. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and, and a lot of times just because of my, my career history, I mean, being a DJ, most DJs aren't really known as rocket scientists. I mean, uh, so a lot of times people look at me, it's like, well, he's, he's a retired DJ. I mean, what does he know about health and wellness? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the fact that I'm living and breathing and that my wife's not a widow I think that says I have a lot to say about wellness. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and um, you know, sometimes I wish this podcast was was visual as well. I mean, I know that they take portions of it and make it video because if people could see, you know, the passion in in your face and and you know, they hear it in your voice for sure. Um, and and I love that you said. 
the the learning to be the the effective communicator so you know you're keeping yourself open always to be better so that you can reach more people that's such a servant's heart and i absolutely adore that well one of the problems that we face um those in the young living business is and and pretty much a lot of the wellness business is that we're not taken seriously because people think we're just in it for the money Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the money would be nice, but that's secondary. Right. Um, I, I just can't get over that there's someone out there who may be dealing with, you know, similarly to what I have dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I just can't let it go that I can help. And if they're not listening, what more can I do to not make them listen, but at least turn their head a little bit to at least get their ear a little closer to my words. Yep. We have no idea what ripples we start. Nope. You yep. know, we, we really don't. So Jay, I thank you so much for coming on and sharing such a powerful, powerful story. And we're blessed to have you with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. It has been a pleasure uh, getting to know you and, um, you know, because we've known each other on Facebook for a little bit and, you know, I've I've seen your name pop up and everything. And then when we finally met in, in Nashville recently, it was like, to me, it was like, here's an old friend I haven't met yet. (laughs) <laughs> thank you it's, it's like you know we've got that that common soul kind of thing and i like that i like that so yep. um if there's anything i can ever do for you again please don't hesitate let me know absolutely thank you jay thank you that's all for this episode of the toxin terminator and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.